Thank you for joining us on the Overcoming Monday podcast, where we provide you little secrets for your big breakthrough. This podcast is designed to enhance your emotional and spiritual health. Our mission is to help you understand yourself, the people you love, and the world around you so that you can win where it matters most. In each episode, we'll hear from writer, speaker, mom, and pastor's wife, Shari King, as she invites you into conversations about the issues that matter most to you. Now, let's get started. Hey, Overcoming Monday listeners, I have a special podcast for you today. My friend Connor Moon came into the studio and talked with Clayton and I about his call to missions and how the Lord called him to use that call in the military. So this podcast is called Saving Lives in the Military with Connor Moon, and you're going to love it. Hello, Overcoming Monday listeners. I have a super impromptu Um, podcast for you today because our friend Connor Moon came in town. Connor, I'm so glad to have you here today. Yeah, it's awesome to be able to have this opportunity. Yeah. Is this your first podcast, Connor? It's actually not. I think I did one probably three, uh, four years ago at Winter Conference. Oh, that's right. So you're an old pro at this. I don't don't know if I'd say pro, but. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, Connor used to, oh, and my husband Clayton's here too. Oh yeah, that's me. Hey, (laughs) I'm Clayton. I'm married to Shari and I like it. (laughs) Good. I like being married to you. Um, So anyway, Connor, actually, did you come to camp? I did. I came once when I was in sixth grade and then didn't get to come again until my senior year. Okay. So Connor came to Crossroads Camp when he was a student and then ended up working on staff Mm -hmm. and felt called to ministry when you were young. Yeah. And then... Felt God call you into the military, which was a giant shift for uh, you. Crazy, crazy, crazy turn. Mm-hmm. And what's really cool is we're recording this podcast. So like your your history with our ministry goes back to summer camp. Mm-hmm. And currently summer camp is happening right yeah. now. <laughs> and to have you on our podcast today, kind of a last minute thing. Yeah. Um, but today is July 4th. Yeah. So it's Independence Day. Yeah. And so everybody around campus is wearing their red, white, and blue <laughs> and stars and stripes and and, uh, and you're serving our country in the military. And so this is going to be real, a really neat conversation, just with a good friend, because it's so neat to think that when we consider what it means to be in ministry, yeah. so many people think, right, Shari, that that means you're a pastor. A pastor, mm-hmm. worship leader, you know. Youth pastor, or yeah. that you're getting paid a job by a church, paid a salary by a church to do a job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But ministry is so much more than working at a church and having a title and making a, a salary from a church, and, mm-hmm. right? Right, and I, I just actually believe... Um, I've been studying um, church history and the beginnings of the early church. And so when they began the act of baptism, they were baptizing themselves into the name of Jesus. And so they mm-hmm. they felt, we do too, but I think the symbolism of it at that time was a little different because yeah. the world overall thought that Christianity was a cult. And mm-hmm. so <laughs> they felt kind of... Um, ostracized. So they're saying, Mm -hmm. I'm going to take on the identity of this man who is misunderstood. And so my vocation now, my primary purpose in life is to bring the kingdom of God to earth as it is in heaven. So that's, that was their primary mission. Their secondary mission was to survive and whatever job they had, you know? And so I think in their souls, that's how they, a lot of them viewed serving God. So I would say that probably um, when God called you to the military, it didn't look like the ministry that you originally envisioned. <laughs> Definitely not. And and it's crazy because I did. I grew up in this culture where um, when you feel called to ministry, you go up in front of the church and you um, say that like you feel like the Lord has called you into a life full time ministry. And for me, it was 
in my in my mind, I always pictured either pastor or youth pastor or a missionary overseas, you know. And so in my mind, there was never any room for anything other than that, because mm-hmm. that's what vocational full time ministry looked like to me. Um, and so when I started feeling like the Lord was maybe leading me to um, pursue a career in the military, it it was really hard for me at first, and it was something that I fought with. And even in my own mind, I attributed it to my fleshly desire, my whimsical desire to, mm. um, especially with the career that I'm doing now, pursuing something that I just wanted to do that was mm. a fun job, um, especially because for years all I had thought about was ministry, um, mm. and specifically like missions overseas had been the most um, recent direction change before I started feeling God pull me into the military. Um, and so when when that process started, it it was almost like a fight. Like mm. uh, looking back, I see it. I was so stubborn, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was just like, God, like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel this pull um, towards becoming a PJ or a pararescue man. Um, but at the same time, like where, how does this play into the grand scheme of things? Like what, what does this look like with what I thought was a call to ministry. Mm. Um, and so it took a lot of prayer. It took a lot of wise counsel. It took a lot of God placing people in my path um, that reminded me that missions doesn't always look like the typical um, person going overseas and translating the Bible mm-hmm. or it being um, in ministry doesn't always look like a pastor um, mm. preaching from a pulpit, um, but that God still calls people to go into the military as well, and that that is just as big of a mission field. Which I would say that you're kind of on overseas missions <laughs> a lot of your yeah. in a lot of your military <clears throat> career. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so will you talk about a little bit what it means to be in the military, yeah. be a man of faith in the military? Mm-hmm. What does that look like practically for you, and how do you live that out? Yeah, um, it's, it's definitely difficult, um, and there's a lot of differences, especially between the Christian culture that I had grown up in and military culture. Um, there's common values and common core things that I think um, work along both, like both are huge on discipline, right? Like mm-hmm. um, the Christian walk is a life of discipline so often um, with our journey of sanctification and everything. Like so much of that is us just being disciplined to follow after Christ. And so that was a huge and easy transition into the military with that. Um, but a lot of the culture in the military is not a Christian culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it, it was tough um, moving into the military culture at first. It was tough. Um, at times finding community, um, because I was used to being a part of a local church that I was very plugged into, but I was moving so often. So Mm. I would be plugged into a church for 10 weeks and then, uh, go TDY to another location to train. Mm. And then I would be there for three months and start getting plugged into a church and then move again. And so I think that was one of the biggest challenges going in was just finding good, strong Christian community. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's also been the most pivotal thing for me to maintaining a life of faith within the military. Mm-hmm. Um, and surprisingly, I found that there's a lot more Christians in the military than I, I guess, I think I would have thought at mm-hmm. first. Um, but it's been, it's been encouraging. And I think for anyone who's thinking about going into the military is that God is so faithful in every aspect of life and it's going to look no different in the military. Like he was faithful to provide me with, um, a super good friend that was literally with me throughout my entire training pipeline. Um, who was a super strong believer. Um, he was Mm -hmm. faithful to allow me to be 
a part of the universal church. Mm-hmm. Um, just like you were talking about how in, in the early times, like believers, they were part of the way, right? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It wasn't like, oh, I'm a part of First Baptist Church yeah. of uh, Milton, like where I grew up, or I'm a part of this church or that church, but it was just like, I am part of the way, mm-hmm. um, and I'm a follower of Christ, and I think I've gotten to see that mm-hmm. being in the military. The first church that I was a part of when I first joined was um, a gospel church. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was me and probably four or five of my friends that were, only, that were the only white people in this <laughs> whole church, but this, this community of faith just took us in and mm-hmm. brought us into their family and their fold. Um, and then I got to be a part of um, a more of a non-denominational church at the next place that I was mm-hmm. at. Um, and so all these different churches and all different like ways of worship, worship, and, um, yeah, theology probably. Yeah. Too. And sometimes theology, but at the core of all of it was following Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's been an awesome thing that I've been able to see. How long have you been in the military? So you joined when? I joined in October of 2016. So it's been almost, this October, it'll be three years. And your first deployment's coming up in April. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. Tell us about that. If everything goes as planned, um, I'll be deploying in April of this next year. Wow. Are you allowed to tell us where where you're going? Um, I don't know for sure. Just don't. Um, When in doubt, don't. Yeah. Yeah. What's crazy when you're talking about the fact that God called you into a military environment and it doesn't feel, quote, Christian, is that if you study the early developments of Antioch and, say, Ephesus, ironically, many of the much of the population of those cities were military, retired military Mm. um, men or individuals who had fought some of them in Antioch actually being mercenaries that were sent there. And so they had many of much of their population had participated in war. And yet Antioch was one of the fastest growing, like in that time, Christian um, group of people. Yeah. So I think how amazing is that, that you're almost in say, you know, possibly, I don't know, it might be a stretch, but a modern day Antioch type situation. (laughs) God. And so our idea of what a missionary is and what being in ministry, uh, I think sometimes we have this like predetermined idea of what it means to be in ministry and God's Mm. just expanding that in you. Um, but it's as biblical as the early church. Yeah. So Tell us, so this is uh, interesting. I know this because you and I got to spend some time together yesterday. Thank you, uh, by the way, Connor, for driving me to drop off my truck with a tire with a screw <laughs> in it. You really bailed me out yesterday. Um, you, it, how much of, I don't know how much you can tell us about exactly what you do, yeah. but it's such an amazing ministry. So mm. it's one thing to go into the military and see just generically, this is my calling, yeah. this is my ministry, but you are literally trained to help people and yeah. save lives. <laughs> uh, how much can you tell us about exactly what you do? Cause it's just fascinating to me. Yeah. Um, so like I said, I'm a PJ, um, in the air force. So we basically function as a rescue specialist within the special operations community. Um, so it looks a lot different depending on what the mission set is. Uh, but we are all paramedics. Um, so, uh, probably closer to a flight paramedic in the civilian setting, um, we do mountain rescue, high angle rescue, um, swift water rescue. So we're trained in a lot of a lot of different facets of what it looks like to help someone that's in need. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what drew me to it at its core um, is that I've always loved helping people. Um, 
And that's what being a PJ is all about. Like our, our motto literally said is that others may live, Wow. Um, which, which that. is insane. Like, especially being a Christian, like right. Christ came that we may have life, yes. you know, like, and that I get to be a part of a job that that is our motto that we, we go to work every day, um, to give people a second chance and to wow. give them a second chance to come home and to spend more time with their families or their kids. Um, and I think I, I love that about my job. So I, I would imagine the training for that kind of specific job has got to be so uh, challenging because hmm. you've got to be physically able to rescue someone. You've got to be physically strong enough to get to those altitudes to get in that water. I mean, these are the kind of things they make TV shows about. This is yeah. the kind of stuff that makes like uh, Navy CSI or whatever. Yeah. You know, that makes us want to watch. But then you've also got to have the medical training mm -hmm. to know how to treat a person to save them, whether it's hypothermia or a, or a contusion or they've yeah. broken a bone or they're unconscious. And you've got to be able to like shut down all the the fear and the and the adrenaline that's got to be pumping <laughs> through your body so that your brain can just go into gear. I, I'm just curious, how much of that is muscle memory? Is that part yeah. of your training that you just you're just trained over and over and over again, repetitive? Um, because I, when you were talking earlier, it made it made me think about how the Apostle Paul said that he said I, I beat my body and mm. make it my servant so that I might win some to Christ. And you mentioned discipline. And yeah. that's one of those things that's a, a cultural similarity between the Christian life and the military ministry that God's yeah. placed you in. There's got to be so much discipline for your body and your mind to be able to do what God's called you to do. Yeah, and it's it's so true. Um, it's it's one of the biggest things. Like we train and we train and we train and then we train some more. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that like, we can be thinking about everything other than like the basics. So mm -hmm. like, I don't have to think really about the medicine anymore because I have done it in scenario after scenario. It's like after muscle scenario. memory, but it's brain memory. <laughs> yeah. It's become almost muscle memory mm -hmm. um, to the point that I can go into a situation and I can start treating someone, but then I can also start thinking multiple steps down the road mm -hmm. to say, what type of treatment will this guy need when he gets to the hospital? Mm -hmm. How are we going to get him out of this place? Like, mm -hmm are we going to need to set up a rope system because he's on top of a building and I need to get him down to the ground? Are we going to have to fly him out? Are we going to be driving him out? All these different things that you have to think about. Mm -hmm. um, and the medicine almost becomes one of the last things that you want to have to think about. You want to be so good and know, mm -hmm. um, know all of your treatments so well that that's, that's not what you're having to focus mm -hmm. about. You're being able to focus more on the big picture and the discipline right. has been, uh, beaten into us in many ways <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> since on, since the on, beginning go, go, go. since the beginning of our training, um, and the cool thing is is how they've structured it, and I think it's um, I think Christians could take a lot from it as well in, in how it's structured. Is at the beginning they're not giving you these huge tasks in training. They're not saying, hey, you need to be able to do medicine and be able to set up this rope system and talk to a aircraft and figure out how we're going to get this guy in here. At the very beginning, they say, hey, here, here's your ruck. Here's your backpack with all of your equipment. You have fins, and you have a mask, and you have a snorkel, and you have uniforms. Make sure you have that with you at all times, mm -hmm. and it's always ready to go. And so that's really your only responsibility is that, mm -hmm. and then being able to do a bunch of push-ups or being mm -hmm. able to uh, swim some underwaters. And so they teach you 
discipline in the small things first. And then they just slowly build on it as you progress. And they, they move on from that to, okay, now you're going to go to dive school and Mm -hmm. you have diving equipment that you're responsible to maintain. And I think if we took, it's, it's the same approach we look at in the Christian life, right? Like when you start off as a Christian, you're given baby food, right? Mm -hmm. You're given these small disciplines that we say, Hey, work, work on these things. Um, spend time in, in your word. It Mm -hmm. may not be that you're spending an hour every single day. It may be that you're going to start with a verse a day and just or be that you don't even understand what you're reading at first, exactly. actually, you know, yeah. it may be you just saying, God, like I'm here, I'm, I'm here, do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm available. And then as you grow in your faith, you have people that come along, you have mentors, you have pastors and teachers that say, Hey, like you've grown in this and you're good at this discipline. Let's mm-hmm. add more to that. That's good. Wow. I, I think of you, Clayton, your story that you often tell of like, finding a calculus book when you're a child and you're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? I have to go to school and know all of this, but we don't do that. We learn addition first, subtraction, mm-hmm. you know, the very Work basics. Our way up. So by the time you get to cal- calculus, you're not thinking about addition and subtraction because it's already in you. Yeah. You're learning the new, you're learning a step above. So Connor, I think of um, the summer camp, Connor. <laughs> yeah, I remember summer and, camp, Connor. And you were like, already so adventurous yeah loved all the outdoor stuff Mm -hmm. and then you served as our medical guy yeah and now look what you're doing it's kind of Mm -hmm. a combo of the two and so i just feel like the lord even in summer camp and your interests and your desires already had those things in you and Mm -hmm. then just kind of led you to where you are now so we're gonna take a break right now but when we come back what i want to do is ask you connor um if you could give some people advice like um individuals who possibly might be considering entering the military Mm -hmm. or parents of those individuals who are terrified. So (laughs) we want to hear some stories, but then also like, I'd love to hear your advice for those two groups of people. Hey guys, we want to take a quick break to talk about some exciting opportunities our ministry has for you to serve this fall. Through Crossroads Missions, you can spend your 2019 Thanksgiving break sharing the good news of Jesus with the world in either Guatemala or Thailand. We're going to be working with our trusted ministry partners in both of these locations, and they are both trips you're never going to forget. So go to GoWithCrossroads.com to find out how you can get involved for fundraising resources, information about our ministry partners, and to get started on your missions journey by filling out an interest form. They're going to be awesome. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. This is Clayton. I'm married to Shari, and I like it. And we've got our friend <laughs> Connor Moon here with us. Wow, well, what a cool opportunity. It's kind of impromptu, uh, landed in our lap. Um, we're talking about, obviously, what it means to be called by God for you specifically in the military. And Shari, one of the things that we were talking about prior to the recording, and we're going to talk about it now, is there are hundreds of thousands of people in the American military. And so um, because our country is so big and because we have to have a system to defend our freedoms and defend our our citizens, there's a constant turnover. Mm -hmm. So there's a constant need for the military to recruit people to come in and join and serve in those different functions. And a lot of our listeners are probably either considering the military or they've been in the military or their parents of young women and young men that might want to be in the military, right? Mm-hmm. And that that could be kind of a scary proposition. We have two teenage boys. Right. And I would be terrified if they told me, to be <laughs> honest. I mean, I'm just yeah. laying it out there. If, if God asked them to do it, I would be like, okay. And then I'd have to seriously go before the Lord and say, how do I just give my son to you who I have tried to protect his whole life? 
and then put him in a situation that I feel like is dangerous, you know? But um, so first, let's actually speak to that since I'm already on that subject. Um, How did maybe your parents feel? How did they respond? Or, you know, and how did you comfort them if they were scared? Or even a story of some other people that you have talked to who have joined the military with you. Um, Just feel free to share. Yeah, for sure. I definitely think the easiest person for me to talk about first is like my mom in this situation. Cause I think moms everywhere can relate to, mm-hmm. um, no matter how old their son is, that's still their little baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, that's how it's been for my mom a little bit at first is that there was, there's definitely fear. There was definitely anxiousness. Um, but I think one of the coolest things that I've been able to see and just learn from my mom, even in this process is how much she has just fully trusted the Lord in this season. Um, and, she just has come to this point where she says, okay, God, just like you said, like mm-hmm. he was mine to protect, you know, for, for the 18 years that he was in my house and like, uh, while he was in college, but now I'm giving him to you, God. Um, and every time I talk to her and every time people talk to her and say like, Oh, like, how do you feel about him deploying? Or how do you feel about the job that he's doing? Like, it's so dangerous. And her response just every single time is that, I'm fully confident that it's what God has called him to. And I fully trust that God has him Mm. no matter what that looks like. Mm. And so she's been able just to come to this point where she says, I know God's sovereign. I know God is in control. Um, And as long as God's in control, I don't have to worry. Um, What do you think if your mom were sitting here across from another mom who's like freaking out, can you like... Channel your inner mom. <laughs> and so what would she say to that mom who's terrified? What do you think she would say? Yeah, I think she would say to spend time in prayer and mm-hmm. talking with God um, because that's what she is. Like, she is a prayer warrior. She mm-hmm. loves people and she prays for people. Um, and I think that has, that's what's helped her heart change in the season. Cause I'm, I'm sure that at the beginning she was just like, Oh my gosh, like, uh, I don't know if I could do this. Um, mm. because she does, she, she like worries about worries about me in a lot of ways. Um, but she just spends so much time in prayer and so much time in the word. Um, and I think that's what she would say. Like, it, it seems like a simple answer mm-hmm. and answer. And like it is, it's just mm-hmm. that she would say, just spend time in prayer, mm-hmm. spend time in the word and just take advantage of the moments that you have with your son or daughter before yeah. they join. What would you say? So let's talk about you. Um, what would you say to the young man or young woman who is thinking, wow, I think that God's calling me into the military. I don't know how to process this. I yeah. never thought that this would be what I would, what he would call me mm-hmm. to do. Um, maybe just talk about your first um, entering into the military mm-hmm. and how you process that. Yeah. So I was super lucky. I was actually, um, I was actually doing the internship with CKM. Um, when I was really processing through a lot of the stuff about what it looked like to join the military, especially as a Christian, um, and especially in a profession, especially within the special operations community for me, because that was even a step further, because I knew that there very well may be a day where I have to take someone else's life to protect someone else. Um, And so me as a Christian, I'm looking at the New Testament where Christ says, well, turn your cheek, turn the other cheek, you know what I mean? Like love your enemy. And so me, when I was going in, it that was the biggest question to me is like, how do I wrestle with this, this picture that Jesus paints in the new Testament of loving your enemy. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time in the old Testament, like you see warriors, you see, 
um, you see King David, you know what I mean? Like he was, he was praised for his ability in battle, you know? Um, and God never said that that was a bad thing. Mm. Um, and God is a God of justice, you know? Mm. And so, so I had to work through that a lot. And like I said, I was blessed to be a part of, um, the internship with CKM during that time. Um, and Justin Brock actually, um, my first project that he made me do was interview four people who are either currently in the military, um, or had served in some facility alongside the military. Um, and so he said, I want you to write out a bunch of questions and I just want you to interview them and ask them and get their opinions. <clears throat> and all of them were strong men of God. One was a chaplain. Um, one was Jordan Hibbard's Brad dad. Borders. Was it actually. Brad Borders? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it okay. was. Yeah. Um, it was Brad Borders. One was Jordan Hibbard's yeah. dad. Keith. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a couple other guys that I had met that were strong believers. Um, one that was a Green Beret um, and then one that was a prior CIA guy. And so just a vast, vast uh, different venues that people had been in. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I got to see their views on what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that helped is bringing in wise people to help talk you through all of those things mm-hmm. um, and how they dealt with them themselves. Um, so I think that was a big part of me was finding good mentors mm-hmm. um, and not being afraid to ask the tough questions Yeah, um, and being okay if I didn't always have an answer yeah. as right. well and being able to trust God and say, you know, like I may not have the best answer. And there's still questions that I have about yeah. being a Christian in the military and war that I'm like, God, I still don't completely understand this, but I do know that in this season you've called me here. But don't we all have questions about mm-hmm. our so, life all the time? So true. And yeah. so until we... <clears throat> are living it and trying to figure it out. You know, I think that's part of life is coming upon a life situation that you don't understand. So Mm -hmm. we have to trust God and then work through it. That's part of our relationship with him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hey, uh, we got about three or four minutes left. I'm putting you on the spot here. Do you have a story? Like a fun story. A fun story of something that happened to you in your training or or someone. Yeah. Have you any, anything that would stand out that you like, if you were sitting around eating dinner, cooking burgers with a bunch of friends and they're like, Hey Connor, tell us something funny or something crazy or something awesome. Is there a story that stands out in like maybe your training your military experience so far? Yeah. So, uh, man, which, which story to tell? There's so many. Um, I think probably the funniest thing that I can think of right now, it, it was during dive school actually. So we were practicing, um, basically diving to a beach and mm-hmm. then, um, coming up out of the water to like basically set up a checkpoint on mm-hmm. the beach. And so we're, we're all scuba diving. We had a super huge team. Uh, so we probably had 40 people that were under the water, just scuba diving up to the beach and we're all dressed out. Right. So we have our, like, um, our camouflage on, we have, um, our weapons with us whole nine yards. And so we come up and <clears throat> right before you exit the water, you sort of pause, you get all your gear ready and then you communicate to each other. Okay, we're ready. So everyone just rises up out of the water at one time. It's actually pretty cool looking yeah. when you get to see it. Huh. So we come up to this beach um, and we give the signal and like 40 dudes just like rise up out of the water with their guns. And as we do it, there's like a see, kid on the beach. No, there's no. a couple and they're making out on oh the beach <laughs> and they both look over and they see these 40 guys decked out in camouflage, like all of our scuba equipment, guns oh up. Oh my goodness. And you just see their jaws drop. It, you thought you would have thought it's They're in like, like is a it the comic, end of the world? Yeah. What's going Are on? Are the Russians invading? Like what's happening? <laughs> and they look at us 
And they just take off sprinting oh down the beach. Oh, my goodness. Wow. We, I would have ran. I know, right? Run. I would have run. <laughs> and we're all trying to keep it together because we're supposed to be serious. Like, this is a training event, but all of us are, like, trying to, like, stifle laughter because we just can't believe this happened. Like, <laughs> it was, like, this private beach that we just used for training. And this couple had just decided to they make snuck it away. Their, their romantic evening That's on right. the beach. They snuck away. So the, the, the obvious question I have to ask is, were they naked? No, no. they were not. Okay, they so were they were not. literally just kissing. Okay. I keep it PG, but I still had to, I just thought, mm. yeah. Did you guys, like, how did you handle this? Did y'all just crack up, or did you have to hold, like, your we, military yeah, I mean, attitude or whatever? It's sort of like, you know, with when you're with your friends and you're at, like, something serious, and you're like, you can't. You can't laugh because everyone would think like, like the kid in the back of church who can't ex- laugh is not exactly. supposed to laugh. But their best friend like looks at them mm-hmm. and they know just by the look in their eyes mm-hmm. that they're like dying mm-hmm. on the inside. And yeah. so that was what it was for us. We like looked at each other and saw them and then just had to continue what we were doing. That's so great. I, um, Clayton and I both are Patty certified, but it's been a while since we scuba dived. And I know that when I took my class, I had to go underwater and you have to empty out your mask. Mm-hmm. I did not do it well the first time. I felt like I was dying. I'm like choking. <laughs> I can't like blow the water out like they're telling you. And my yeah. mask won't clear. So I had to go up to the surface. And so the next time I went scuba diving, my biggest fear was like death by water, of course. <laughs> also called drowning. Yes. <laughs> I like death by water. But <laughs> it's, uh, it sounds more intimidating. It yes, death, by, death water. by water is so much better. Anyway, um, so let me ask you this. If you were going to um, recommend a book yeah. besides the Bible to anyone who's like entering into this phase of their life, if they want to join the military, what mm-hmm. would that book be? Um, it would be a book called Fearless. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would recommend it both to those who are pursuing a calling in the military and also their parents. I mean, it's a tough tough book to get through. I personally probably cried at least three times when I was reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's one of the most beautiful pictures of what it looks like um, to be a Christian in the military. Um, but it's basically a story um, about a Navy SEAL and his his journey to join the Navy and mm-hmm. ultimately um, ending up as the top Navy SEAL, like the top team that the Navy SEAL has, mm. um, but also his journey to find Christ in yeah. all of that. Um, and so it's hands down one of the best books that I've read, um, especially for someone who wants to see like, how, how does it look? What does it look like to be a believer um, in the military? Um, and even more in the special operations. That community. sounds like a great book. I'd actually like to read that. Yeah. yeah. And you know, hey, we're recording this on, on July 4th. And so before we wrap up the podcast, I just want to say on behalf of everyone here at CKM, Connor, thanks for what you do for our yeah. country. And uh, when you listen to this podcast, it won't be 4th of July anymore. Uh, but I want to say uh, to everyone who's listening, if you've ever served our country in the military or as a police officer, thank you for how you've laid it on the yeah. line. My grandfather was a World War II vet. And so I've always grown up with a deep respect for those men and women who have risked everything so that every day we can live in freedom. So thank yeah. you from all of us. Yeah, thank and, you guys. And uh, as we end this show, I think it's really funny because my grandfather, he also served in World War II. He was in the Air force but i never got to hear many of his stories because he Mm. thought it was improper to share it with a woman yeah and so he would uh share when clayton and i got married he would share stories with clayton if i walked out on the porch he would stop (laughs) and then i would have to ask clayton about the stories that he was telling because i never got to hear them but i know that i know that there are things that reliving them are very hard and so i want to say thanks to those of you who have gone through 
so many hard challenges and heartache and emotional scars and all of that. I want to thank you for that um, because I've seen, you know, my grandpa kind of hide some things, um, but I appreciated his service to our country too. Yeah. So if you are Overcoming Monday listener, I hope that Connor has given you some little secrets for your big breakthrough. Um, This season is dedicated to young adults, and so I thought that his story would be relevant to those of you who are considering entering the military um, in whatever capacity, or those of you whose children might be... about to make this decision. So thank you so much for listening. If this podcast has encouraged you, please subscribe to Overcoming Monday and share this with your friends. We appreciate you and we'll talk to you next time. We're thankful that you chose to listen to Overcoming Monday, a production of Clayton King Ministries. This podcast happens because of you and there are three ways that you can help us reach even more people. One, be sure to share us with your friends and follow Shari on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ShariKing99. The second way is that you can also make a tax-deductible donation to Clayton King Ministries, a 501c3 nonprofit at claytonking.com slash give. And third, of course, subscribe to our podcast. Get on your favorite podcast platform and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And for more encouragement to move you forward in your faith, check out Shari's amazing blog, at shariking.com. Thanks again for listening, and we hope that we've given you something to help overcome this Monday.